From the Philippine Legislators Committee on Population and Development, this is SKL, the UHD Podcast. SKL, the UHD Podcast, is a podcast channel launched by PLCPD that aims to engage stakeholders in discussion about human development issues and how they affect our daily lives. Policy recommendations for addressing such issues will also be discussed and put forward in these episodes. Ilang araw na mula nang huling mag-usap si Natunet at Joshua at ikinababahala na ito ng binatilyo. Binabalikan niya ang kanilang chat history at halos isang linggo na rin pala mula nang huli siya nitong i-chat at nananatiling nakasin ang kanyang mga messages pero wala naman siyang naaalalang pinag-awayan o hindi nila napagkasunduan. Ilang araw na akong hindi kinakausap ni Tonet. Bakit kaya? Eh, lagi naman siyang online pero hindi man lang mag-chat sa akin. Excited pa naman ako na ikwento sa kanya mga plano ko para sa aming anniversary. Aba, wala rin siya masyadong post sa kanyang Facebook. Eh, lagi naman ito may status update kahit naka-free data. Hindi naman siya dating ganito. Laging may bagong update sa social media niya ito eh. May nangyari kaya? May nasabi ba ako? Ang naalala ko lang naman ay ang huli namin pag-uusap na sinabi ko na gagawin na namin yun pag nakita kami. Ano kayong mali sa sinabi ko? Sobrang nag-aalala na ako. Sana man lang ay kausapin na ako ng mahal ko. Kaya naman nagulat siya nang biglang mag-ring ang kanyang cellphone at makitang si Tonet pala ang tumatawag. Hello? Tonet! Kumusta? Hi Joshua! Kumusta? Okay naman ako. Ikaw, may problema ba? Kasi ilang araw na tayong hindi nag-uusap. Chat ako ng chat sa'yo, pero hindi mo naman ako sinasagot. Puro kasi in zone, tinitignan ko rin ang FB mo. Wala rin masyadong updates. Oh, naglilo muna ako sa social media, Joshua. Para kasing iniiwasan mo ako. Nakikita naman kitang online, pero hindi ka sumasagot. Nagiisip-isip kasi ako tungkol sa relasyon natin. Oo nga pala, malapit na anniversary natin, di ba? Oo nga, tungkol nga doon. At dahil nga mag-iisang taon na tayo, sabi mo... Gusto mong gawin na natin yun kapag nagkita na tayo ng personal. Oh, oh. Ano namang problema doon? Kasi, hindi pa ako handa. Hindi ka pa handa? Bakit naman? Oo, aaminin ko. Kinilig ako nung sinabi mo na gagawin na natin yun. Pero kasi... Nag-research-research ako sa mga posibleng mangyari kapag ginawa natin yun. Natakot ako. Bakit ka naman natakot? Kasi baka pagalitan tayo? Hindi lang yun. Pinagalitan na nga ako ni na mama nang pinagtapat ko na may jowa na ako eh kahit na online lang tayo. Pero kasi pag ginawa natin yun, may posibilidad na mabuntis ako nang wala sa oras. At mga bata pa tayo. Mapasubo tayo at hindi natin kayanin ang mga responsibilidad na kaakibat nun. Tapos nalaman ko rin na maliban sa pagdadalang tao, 
Pwede pa tayo magkasakit, lalo na kung hindi tayo mag-iingat at magpadala tayo sa ating damdamin. Joshua, ayaw ko mangyari sa atin yun. Okay. Naging curious ako. Siyempre, marami rin naman akong mga kaibigan na in a relationship na nakaka-excite yung feeling. Siguro naman naramdaman mo rin yun. Pero gusto kong maging tapat sa'yo. Sana di ka magalit o matawa. Pero hindi pa ako handa na gawin natin yun. Ayokong masira mga pangarap ko. Pati na rin ang mga pangarap mo. Paano tayo magiging doktor at nurse kung magpapatalo tayo sa bugso ng ating mga nararamdaman, di ba? Sana naman maintindihan mo. Tret? May gusto rin sana akong sabihin sa'yo. An- ano yun? Ang iniisip mo ba na yung gagawin natin ay mag-sex tayo? Mm, oo, kaya nga sinasabi ko na sa'yo, hindi pa ako ready para doon. Tonet, una, sorry at pinagdaanan mo ang gantong pag-aalala. Sorry, hindi ko sinasadya. Ha? Anong ibig mong sabihin? Hindi kasi yun yung ibig kong sabihin na gagawin natin kapag nagkita na tayo. Ha? Eh... Eh, ano? Ang gagawin natin kapag nakita na tayo sa ating anniversary ay ipagtatapat natin sa mga magulang natin na may relasyon tayo, na magjowa tayo. Hala, yun ba? Oo. Gusto ko na magpakilala ng formal sa mama at papa mo. Dahil hindi naman pwede na ganito lang ang relasyon natin. Gusto ko rin na makilala ka ng mga magulang ko. Pati rin ng mga kapatid ko. Para alam nila kung sino yung nagbibigay ng inspirasyon sa akin para mapagtagumpayan ang aking mga pangarap. Oh, seryoso ka ba? Joshua naman eh. Napagalitan ako ni na mama at papa dahil dito ah. So, eto yung gagawin natin? Opo. <laughs> Sorry na. Sorry at pinagalala talaga kita. Hindi ko naman alam na yun pa lang naiisip mo. Sorry at hindi ko nalinaw sa'yo. Ako rin mismo, hindi panda para sa mga ganyan. Mga bata pa tayo, at tama ka, may mga pangarap tayo. Iyon ang gusto kong gawin natin ng magkasama. Ang tuparin natin ng mga pangarap na makapagtapos at may taguhin ng ating mga pamilya. At hindi mo lang alam, ngayon, proud na proud ako sa'yo dahil hindi ka nagpadalos-dalos. Lalo na dahil pinag-isipan mo mabuti at isinaalang-alang mo muna ang mga bagay-bagay bago ka gumawa ng desisyon. Hindi ka agad nagpadala sa mga nasa paligid mo. Mas lalo ko tayong pinagbamulakan ngayon na ikaw ang girlfriend ko, Tonet. Masayang-masaya ako dun. Oh, Joshua. Salamat. Proud din ako na ikaw ang boyfriend ko. Sorry din at pinag-alala kita. Wala yun. Basta, pag okay na lumabas, magpapakilala ako ng parman sa inyo. Para rin makita ng mama at papa mo na malinis ang harin ko sa'yo. Hindi ka ba dun? Sige. Sige, hindi ako dun. Asahan ko yan ha. Antayin kita, Joshua. At dahil sa patuloy pa din ang COVID-19 pandemic, hindi pa rin nakakadalaw ng personal si Joshua Kinatonet. Pero minarapat nitong makipag-video chat kina Luz at Emerson para magpakilala ng formal at magpaliwanag patungkol sa dapat na gagawin nila. 
Bagamat sandamakmak na sermon rin ang inabot nito mula kina Luz at Emerson, naging malinaw rin kina Tonet at Joshua kung nasaan sila sa kanilang relasyon. At may mga bagay na maaaring makapaghintay, lalo na sila'y mga bata pa at may mga pangarap sa buhay. Mga besh, totoong nakaka-excite at nakakakilig kapag sumabak tayo sa isang relasyon. Lalo na kapag tayo ay mga teenager. Pero hindi dahil mga bata pa tayo ay hindi tayo pwedeng manatiling walang alam patungkol sa mga maaaring mangyari kapag tayo ay nakipagrelasyon. Lalo na kung hindi natin alam kung paano ito i-handle ng tama. Normal lang na makaramdam tayo ng pangamba at agam-agam. Pagdating sa mga bagay na hindi tayo sigurado, tulad na lang ng mga first time nating gagawin ng ating jowa. Kaya naman, kung tayo ay hahantong sa ganitong sitwasyon, mas nararapat na tayo ay magtanong, magbasa, at maghanap ng mga tamang paliwanag mula sa mga tamang tao, tulad ng ating mga magulang, ating mga guro. At sa mga taong tunay na nagmamalasakit sa atin. Saka ating tandaan na pagdating sa pakikipagrelasyon, dalawa kayo ng inyong jowa na gagawa ng mga desisyon. Kung hindi ka komportable sa mga plano ng isa, pag-usapan at tinawin muna ninyong mabuti. Hindi tama na umayon ka sa isang desisyon dahil lang sa napilitan ka. Dahil kung anumang maging kahihinatnan ng inyong ginawa, ay kayong dalawa ang haharap. Huwag tayong magpadalos-talos sa ating mga desisyon. Huwag rin tayo basta-basta magpadala sa bugso ng damdamin. Oo, ito ang panahon na maaari tayong maging mapusok. Pero ang ating mga nararamdaman ang kilig at saya. Pati na rin ang responsibilidad na kaakibat ng mga ito ay makakapagantay sa tamang panahon at iyon ay kapag handa na tayo. At dito nagwawakas ang ating kwentong pinamagatang My Digital Jowa, Not a Love Story. Sa dambanan ng katotohanan You are still tuned in to the SKL Podcast, brought to you by the Philippine Legislators Committee on Population and Development. And we have just listened to the final episode of My Digital Joa, Not a Love Story, a four-part Valentine's Month series which we hope will help raise awareness on adolescent sexuality and reproductive health. This episode, or this series of episodes, was made possible with support of the UNFPA. Ako si Ao Kilala from the Philippine Legislators Committee on Population and Development at kasama ko ngayong hapon si Ms. Love Oliveros, Comprehensive Sexuality Education Coordinator ng UNFPA. Good afternoon, Love, and thank you for joining us today. Good afternoon, Ms. Ao, at sa lahat ng mga kasama natin today. Nagpapasalamat po ang UNFPA sa PLCPD sa pag-imbita sa amin upang maging bahagi ng podcast na ito. Ayan. So, I look forward to a fruitful discussion this afternoon. Sabi sa title ng podcast series na 
pinakinggan natin. This is not a love story. At sa dulo nitong episode 4, si Tonette medyo nag-break siya ng fourth wall, no? And she shares her reflections on the entire ordeal na kanyang pinagdaanan. For teenagers like her, and I think this is still true for us who were adolescents ages ago. <laughs> Hindi lang naman kilig ang umiiral when they enter into relationships or when we enter into relationships. Ang daming kailangan balansehin, no? And I think Tonette is fortunate to have the guidance and support of her parents as she makes an important decision sa isang napakahalagang yugto sa kanyang buhay o i-describe na nga natin ito na transformative stage in her life. Not many young people have the benefit of this. Kay Tonette nga halos belatedly na lang din dumating itong advice. Muntik nang hindi umabot kung hindi pa nangyari yung eksena sa episode 2 na nakita ng nanay niyang si Luz na bumili siya ng condom. Uh, young people usually have or rely on other sources of information when it comes to these matters. Siguro isa yun sa major differences nung sitwasyon ni Tonette at ni Mary, yung kababata ni Tonette, na nakasalubong niya sa convenience store. I'm sure maraming nakarelate sa kwento ni Tonette. Lahat tayo pinagdaanan itong stage na ito sa ating buhay. Yung kilig, yung kaba, having someone like Jane o ang isang beshi by your side sa stage na ito ng iyong buhay at yung paninimbang habang gagawa ka ng uh, isang mahalagang desisyon sa iyong buhay. Before going into specific points, tatanungin ko muna, love, uh, kung ano ang initial and general reaction mo sa kwento ni Tonette. Yeah. A lot of teenagers may be going through the same thing like Tonette, especially ngayon na pandemic, no? Lahat through text or chat or video call. And like Tonette, every young person will one day have to make decisions about relationship or in particular about sex, and that's going to be life-changing. It's natural for adolescents to undergo that phase, so it's important that they are equipped with the right information, values, and skills to make informed and responsible choices about their life and well-being. Gaya nga ng sinabi mo kanina, Tonette is fortunate to have the guidance and support of her family members. I mean, buti nga, naabutan sila ng tita niya at napag-usapan ng maayos ang tungkol sa pakikipagrelasyon. Hashtag sana all. But on a serious note, yeah, uh, research shows that the majority of adolescents or young people currently lack the knowledge required to make decisions responsibly, leaving them vulnerable to coercion, sexually transmitted infections, and unintended pregnancy. Well, we have to acknowledge the right of adolescents to take increasing responsibility for decision affecting their lives. It needs to be balanced with appropriate guidance for them to transition into adulthood responsibly. And I think I, we will discuss more of that later. Mm, salamat, love, na sa initial mo na reaction dito sa series. Pero ang dami-dami insights na makakuha dito sa four-episode series na ito, uh, may mga parts na pinanggigigilan ko, no? Bakit kailangan mangyari itong ordeal na pinagdaanan ni Tonette? Pero I think uh, part talaga yon ng... Uh, ng buhay o experience sa mga adolescents. Sasamantalahin ko ngayon, nakasama ka namin, uh, CSE coordinator ng UNFPA, uh, para pag-usapan ang ibang uh, mga central concepts and issues na na-raise as we listen to the series. Una, ang kahalagahan ng consent at ito ay talagang um, kailangan natin pag-usapan. Pangalawa, ang kahalagahan ng pagkakaroon ng accurate information tungkol sa bagay na may kinalaman sa sexuality and reproductive health. 
at katambal nun, access to services. Once uh, one person decides that uh, she or he needs this. At pangatlo, ang mahalagang papel ng iba't ibang institusyon sa ating lipunan. So kasama doon yung paaralan, tahanan, pamilya, mga magulang healthcare facilities, at iba pa sa paggampan sa kanilang mga tungkulin. So, una, pag-usapan natin yung consent. Hindi natin uh, kayang i-overemphasize kung gaano kahalaga ang consent. At isa sa mga unang bagay ito na dapat naiintindihan ng lahat, especially when they enter into a relationship. Dito sa kwento ni Tonet, kay Tita Badet natin narinig no, yung, tung yung tanong tungkol dun sa along the lines of gusto mo ba o pumapayag ka ba talaga gusto mo ba talaga tong mangyari so love ano ang mahalagang malaman ng lahat tungkol sa consent so consent is basically an active agreement to engage in an activity with another person and this uh, usually applies or particularly applies in sexual activity so an act with consent means that dalawang individual or both parties are clear about what they want at kung saan sila comfortable with before or during sexual activity. So oral sex, kissing, inappropriate touching, or even sending unsolicited sexual photos without direct and clear approval from their receiver are all considered violations of consent. Consent has something to do with owning your body and if somebody makes you feel uncomfortable, you have the right to say, stop. So consent is one of the things that are discussed actually in comprehensive sexuality education in an age and development appropriate manner. I have to emphasize that age, the developmentally appropriate manner. So the teaching starts with identifying basic body parts and distinguishing the private parts and the parts that should not be touched by other people in primary education. Um, as learners grow, they are taught more about consent and instances on which they encounter such concept. So there is a way that this is taught in school settings, but for this discussion, there are four things to remember when it comes to consent. No? So una, um, consent should be given freely. This means that begging, pressuring, or yung pinapagilti mo yung isang tao into having sex, like saying, kung mahal mo ako, gagawin mo ito, or having sex with someone under the influence of alcohol, or kung wala siyang malay, or nakatulog siya, is a violation of consent. Number two, it should be enthusiastic. What do I mean when I say this? Kung hindi sure ang partner mo, or undecided siya, huwag mo siyang pilitin. Respect your partner kung ayaw niya makipag-sex. Number three, it must be informed. A yes to a kiss is not the same as a yes to an intercourse. Do not expect a person's consent to encompass the full range of sexual activities as comfort levels vary with each person and situation. Gaya nga ng sinabi sa kwento, kung hindi ka komportable sa mga plano ng isa, pag-usapan at tinawin muna ninyong mabuti. Hindi tama na umayon ka sa isang desisyon dahil lang sa napilitan ka. And the last one, it is reversible. So a person can change their mind before or during the sexual act. Maaring magbago ang isip ng isang tao, hindi ibig sabihin na pumayag siya nung nakaraang araw or even a minute ago ay gusto niyang gawin ito sa lahat ng panahon. Hindi dapat pinipilit ang isang tao na gawin ang bagay na ayaw niya o hindi siya komportable gawin. So, itong consent na ito ay isa sa mga konsepto din na 
um, tinuturo din sa comprehensive sexuality education in an age and developmentally appropriate manner. So yun yeah. po, now, this is in the context of uh, um, sexual activity. Mm-hmm. Maraming salamat, no? Tandaan natin, no? Napakahalaga ng consent. At maganda yung apat na sinabi mo, it should be given freely, enthusiastic dapat, informed at reversible. So, no means no, and anytime you can say stop. Tandaan po natin yan. Let's go to the second uh, chunk, no? Uh, I'd like to break this into two parts. Yung una, yung access to accurate information. At pangalawa, access to services and commodities sa panahon na makagawa ka ng desisyon na kailangan mo ang mga ito. Uh, with regard to accurate information, I would like to refer to the Reproductive Health Law or RA10354. This is a landmark law, uh, Comprehensive uh, Reproductive Health Law, uh, which mandates massive information dissemination and awareness raising and the institutionalization of CSE para sa ating mga kabataan. So, love, ano nga ba yung ibig sabihin ng comprehensive sexuality education at ano yung mga ideal na laman nito. Kanina, medyo nagbigay ka na ng mga pointers no, kung na yung diniscuss mo kanina about consent. Ito ay bahagi ng CSE. So, ano yung pag sinabi natin CSE, what is this all about? At sa ngayon ba, may update ka na maishashare sa amin pagdating sa implementation ng CSE in the Philippines. So, before ko po sasagutin kung ano talaga yung ibig sabihin ng CSE, although I already uh, mentioned some bits of it earlier, um, accurate or appropriate and evidence-based information is key in making responsible decisions, such as engaging in sex. It does not necessarily teach you to do it, but informs you different aspects of it, like human development, who are we emotionally or physically attracted to, what are the consequences if you engage in sex at a young age, and what you can do if you are faced in situations like what Tunet was going through, or even handling peer pressure. So that's what comprehensive sexuality education does. Basically, when we say CSE or comprehensive sexuality education, it equips learners with age and development appropriate, gender and culture sensitive, rights-based and transformative information, skills, values, and attitudes for young people like Tonet and Joshua to make informed and responsible choices about their life and well-being, including matters about relationships. So it's, it's not just about sex. Um, it's more than that. And unlike common misconceptions, studies from different countries and different researchers across different cultures show that comprehensive sexuality education delays sexual initiation. And for those who are already sexually active, kasi hindi naman natin may itatago na there are adolescents who are already engaging into sex, it actually decreases um, sexual activity or decrease the likelihood of them engaging with risky behaviors. So having accurate con- information is not just important for adolescents like Tonet. It is also important for family members, um, peers, kagaya ng Beshi ni Tonet and others. So UNFPA works with governments to implement comprehensive sexuality education. UNFPA Philippines has a Memorandum of Understanding with the Department of Education signed in 2018 um, to do these things, no? 
develop a costed implementation plan on CSE, which is the official basis of it, of uh, the implementation of CSE, examine the readiness, apprehension, and strengths of teachers in implementation of CSE, and developing CSE materials for integration in the curriculum, including yung CSE primer for parents, among others. So updates on CSE, um, implementation in the Philippines. So last year, DepEd with the assistance from UNFPA and uh, Center for Health Solutions Incorporated or CHSI was able to train teachers and school personnel on CSE in different parts of the country in 17 regions and oriented regional supervisors, district uh, supervisors as well, and school heads to ensure that they support the implementation. Popcom and other NGOs are also supporting CSE. And right now, DEPET is planning on capacitating parent-teacher associations, um, officers, student government leaders, and of course, their colleagues in the central office on CSE. So, mahalagang um, ma-remember po natin na in the Philippines, according to RPRH law, CSE is integrated in the existing curriculum. So, hindi siya bagong subject, hindi siya bagong concept. It's the concepts of CSE as stipulated in the department order. It's integrated in the K-12 curriculum. So, wala siyang hiwalay talaga na subject, kundi nakapasok siya sa iba't ibang um, um, subject matters or subjects, no? Uh, at siguro, idagdag na rin natin dito na According to the law, it's uh, mandated uh, to both private and public, public and private schools. So, uh, lahat yan walang walang pinipile o walang exempt doon sa requirement ng mandatory CSE. Except yung private schools have their own uh, can decide on the curriculum that they will follow. Pero kailangan parin ipakita sa dep. And tama po ba yon, uh, Miss Love? Yes, um, it's also included, uh, it will be integrated in the iPad, um, yeah, and, and that it also includes private schools. So, um, kasama din po yun sa department order ng DepEd. Ayun. Sa labas naman po ng formal na CSE, saan pwedeng makakuha ng impormasyon on sexuality and reproductive health ang ating mga kabataan? So as I have mentioned earlier, Popcom, um, our sister agencies in UN and NGOs like Likhaan, FPOP, Roots of Health are supporting the advancement of sexual and reproductive health rights, um, in, especially for adolescents. So they also train peer educators and health personnel so that uh, adolescents can access critical or essential information on SRH or sexual and reproductive health. And there are also trained adolescent-friendly health personnel in adolescent-friendly health facilities or AFHF accredited by DOH whom we can get information on. And I would also like to mention rhcare.info website. They have FB groups, particularly for young people, where they are free and safe to share curious questions or concerns about sex, sexuality, gender, and matters uh, related to sexual and reproductive health. They are also on Twitter, Instagram, and um, Telegram. 
Ayan, tandaan natin, no? rhcare.info website. Aside from all those uh, um, NGOs and other agencies mentioned by uh, LAV. Yung pangalawang bahagi o yung kabilang bahagi ng usapin na ito ay access naman to services, which is key kapag pinag-uusapan natin yung informed choice. Kasi hindi naman pwedeng puro information, pero pag nag-decide na isang tao, wala naman pala siyang makukuhanan ng commodity or ng service. Dito sa kwento, medyo marami-raming oras yung ginugol nila Tonette and Jane sa pag-iisip kung ano ba yung choices ni Tonette in case pumayag siya nagawin nila yon sabi nga ni, ni Joshua. At kung saan makukuha yung product or commodity once she decided na dapat gumamit sila ng protection or ng condom for this matter. Noticeably, uh, napansin ko sa usapan nila, hindi sumagi sa isip ng dalawa na humingi o kumuha mula sa isang health center o public health facility. At this point, balikan natin ulit yung reproductive health law and its major weakness uh, gap, which is the limitation on access of minors to services. Kasi under the law, hindi binibigyan ng serbisyo ang mga minors. So those below 18, unless merong written parental consent. And it doesn't matter kung ikaw ay sexually active at nangangailangan ng serbisyo o ikaw ay nabuntis na before o ikaw ay isang nanay na. As long as you're a minor, you will need to present parental consent. So, ngayon naman, love, tatanungin kita, bakit mahalaga na bukod sa information ay may access sa mga kabataan to services, including modern contraception? Well, just like access to information, access to services in reproductive health in a welcoming, non-judgmental, and respective environment is equally important for adolescents to facilitate informed choices. So it's not just um, enough that they know, but it's also important that these adolescents are able to access services when they need it and when they appropriately need it. Um, so with or without parental consent, adolescents should be able to access appropriate RH services and information ensuring that it is informed, um, confidential, and private. And this is further emphasized in the Convention on the Rights of the Child, which underscores the evolving capacity of the child to make decisions and matters relating to their education, health, sexuality, family life, and judicial and administrative proceedings. So, yun po, Ms. Al. Salamat, love, no? Uh, naririnig ko yung term na adolescent friendly. Siyempre, hindi, hindi naman uniform o hindi naman uh, isang klase lang yung service na ma-access ng mga tao. Kailangan ay sensitive siya sa mga pangailangan ng adolescent. So, pag, ano ba yung pagsinabi nating adolescent friendly services? Ano yung makatangi anon para matawag ka na isang adolescent friendly service or isang adolescent friendly facility? So, yung mga ad adolescent friendly services are provided in facilities with staff trained to appropriately respond to the needs of the adolescent and youth in a non-discriminatory, helping and confidential manner. So they should be able to address and be able to communicate um, the needs or address the needs of the adolescents that come to them for, um, for appropriate health services. 
And not just actually health services, but also um, access to social protection mechanisms as well. Mm-hmm. So, ito ay binibigay ng train. Uh, actually, related dito, parang napansin ko na may stigma associated with uh, young people, especially young women buying or uh, having access to contraceptives. Si Tanet, nung bumili siya ng condom sa convenience store o sa 7 Evelyn, sabi nga dito sa kwento, hindi naman directly sinabi nung tindera no, na may panghuhusga. Pero kahit hindi ko napapanood, kahit pinapakinggan ko lang, medyo naramdaman ko doon sa boses niya na parang may konting judgment dun sa tanong na kasama ba to sa mga pinamili mo? Or something, or something along that line. At sinabi pa niya na, eh sabi mo eh, nung, nung inexplain or nung nag-excuse si Tanet na napag-utusan lang siya bumili nun. So ano ba masasabi mo dito sa stigma associated with or around uh, uh, young people accessing contraceptives at bakit ito da- dapat ma-address? Yeah, I was also about to share... Um related, not my experience, but marami kasi tayo naririnig din na kwento ng katulad ng ganyan, no? na lalo na pag-adolescent or um, bata ka, parang nag-judge ka or parang um, malaki yung kasalanan mo pag bumili ka ng, or gusto mo mag-access ng um, contraceptive. Mm-hmm. Social, cultural norms reinforcing stigma and discrimination towards adolescents or young people um, from accessing contraceptives pose greater risks for youth and adolescents by preventing these young people from accessing comprehensive and quality health services they need. Making conversations about sex, gender, sexuality, and contraceptives as taboo does not necessarily prevent them from having sex. It actually makes it unsafe for them as they are left clueless and misinformed about many things such as their rights, yung meaning ng consent, yung napag-usapan natin kanina, um, ano yung mga options nila, and even how to handle situations such as peer pressure and negotiating uh, safe and consensual relationships. Ayan, no? so napakalaki ng uh, na i-contribute nito sa negative na pagtingin at imbis na makatulong ay lalong nakakasama. So panahon na para buwagin o matanggal yung stigma around uh, this. Yung pangatlong magandang pag-usapan, and this is the last, tungkol dito sa uh, adolescent reproductive health ay ang mahalagang papel ng iba't ibang institusyon sa ating lipunan when it comes to fulfilling the rights of people or young people to sexual and reproductive health kasama na sa mga institusyon ng lipunan, kagaya ng nabanggit ko kanina, paaralan, simbahan, uh, families and communities, kasama rin dito ang mga batas at ang mga social norms at mga kaugalian. Kanina, sinabi natin no, na swerte nga si Tonet kahit belatedly, uh, kahit papaano, later on nagkaroon siya ng access to the guidance of her parents and guardians. Kasama na si Tita Badet. Thank you, Tita Badet. At medyo napag-usapan nila ni Jane na nabanggit sa school, no? Kasi sila ay uh, 16 years old, so grade 10. Pero hindi siguro ito ang reality ng karamihan sa ating mga kabataan. 
para sa ilan sa kanila, yung sitwasyon o circumstances ay kagaya ng kay Mary, yung nakasalubong ni, ni Tonette dun sa Seven Evelyn, na nagkaroon ng unplanned pregnancy at hindi na nakapagpatuloy sa pag-aaral dahil sa uh, kailangan niyang itaguyod yung anak niya ng mag-isa. Pero tinutulungan naman siya ng kanyang mga magulang. So, ano ba dapat yung expect natin sa institutions in our society when it comes to fulfilling ASRH? So, itong parents, families, friends, church, and school, um, they all play important roles as educators and influencers. Yun kasi yung tawag yun eh, influencers. Mm-hmm. On young people's attitudes and behavior. So, it's it's related to what we discussed din kanina, no? Na yung, yung stigma talagang kailangan talaga siyang um, buwagin because... Um, it's not helping our young people. As such, as I have mentioned earlier, it is crucial for parents, families, communities to be also accurately informed and have, this is very important, open and safe dialogues you know, about issues that affect um, young people. You know? And this includes sex, gender, uh, and sexuality with young people so that they are guided in making responsible decisions just like what the family members of Tonette did in the story. Um, it's, it's also very important that they know how to communicate. Kaya din, sinasabi ko din kanina na, um, aside from implementation of CSE in schools, it's also important na na-orient din um, yung school heads, um, community leaders, our parents, mm-hmm. and um, our families no? on how, on about, about these things. They've been through these things, our adult uh, family members, uh, yung mga kakilala natin na uh, matatanda na, they've been through adolescenthood. Um, adolescence pala, I'm sorry for the term. Adolescence, no? They've been through that stage din. Um, but it's important na hindi siya, hindi siya maging tabu lang. Kasi otherwise, they're, again, they're left um, clueless and misinformed and they they would seek information on unreliable uh, sources like pornography, which is um, not a good example. So, yun, um, basically, um, it's important that our laws as well um, allow the units of society um, to do this, to support uh, provision of age-appropriate, scientifically accurate, or evidence-based information, of course, as well as services then, no? If neither of these institutions support providing young people with this information and services on adolescent sexual and reproductive health and in, in an enabling environment no, to focus and hone their skills and capabilities, then um, we're leaving them clueless and misinformed about so many things, and they become prone to threats such as unintended pregnancy, sexually transmitted infections, and gender-based violence. So, ang mahalagang papel ng communication at dapat ay marunong tayong makipag-usap, no? Outside doon sa formal na CSE sa paaralan. Uh, as we conclude, uh, love, ano yung mensahe na gusto mong iwan sa ating mga tagapakinig ngayong hapon? Everyone of us has the responsibility to ensure that young people enjoy the highest attainable standard of health 
and access to quality health services, including sexual and reproductive health, because it's their right. No? And as such, duty bearers should enact the commitments made during the teen summit held in PICC last August 2019. It's a um, summit that un aims to understand the different dimensions of adolescent pregnancy and um, forge a multi-stakeholder consensus on addressing um, teen pregnancy. So it employs a whole of government, whole of society approach, parang interagency approach to addressing unintended teen pregnancy. So um, it includes full implementation of CSE, ensuring adolescents complete school and have decent and a competitive um, economic opportunities after they finish school, improving access to adolescent-friendly services, protecting them from sexual violence, discrimination, and harmful practices, implementing better support systems for pregnant and adolescent parents, especially those that need uh, special protection, um, strengthening family relationships, um, and implementing family development development programs, especially those geared towards men. Um, it's also important to support research and improving available data on adolescent pregnancy and its determinants. And then maximize various media platforms to communicate key messages to prevent and address unintended uh, teen pregnancy. Lastly, ito yung, for me, it's very, very important uh, na ma-emphasize, no? encourage genuine participation of adolescents in the development of policies and programs. As such, um, let me just plug in no, yung ating upcoming event. No? We are inviting young people to join us this February 26, 1 to 5 p.m. for an online consultation and rally with young people in support of the Adolescent Pregnancy Prevention Bill in the 18th Congress. It is an event in partnership with PLCPD and YPR Pilipinas. So please check out our respective social media handles for registration and details. Maraming salamat, no? Uh, so nabanggit mo na yung Feb 26 online rally in support of or in relation to the uh, bill na dinidiscuss ngayong 18 Congress. Kasama sa mga panawagan natin sa 18 Congress na sana ay maisabatas na itong Adolescent Pregnancy Prevention Bill because this bill addresses the gaps in the law as mentioned earlier. Pero bukod sa CSE at access to services including contraception, meron din dito ang social protection for adolescent parents. At panawagan natin na uh, ito, kasabay ng panawagan natin for the full implementation of the reproductive health law. So, thank you so much, Lav, for joining us today for the conclusion of my digital joa, not a love story, at sa pagbibigay ng mahalagang kaalaman on adolescent reproductive health. Thank you din, Ms. Al. And Ayan. I hope, um, yeah, you join us on February 26th. Mm -mm. Makita-kita tayo sa Feb 26. Medyo marami-rami nang nag-register, no? Sana dumami pa. Kasi only naman yata ang pwedeng i-accommodate ng ating Zoom. Tama. Mm -hmm. So, I hope this has been a fun and informative series for our listeners. For more information about the topic, balikan lamang ang SKL Podcast episode number 2, No More Children Having Children, kung saan pinag-usapan natin yung magnitude ng problema ng ng adolescent pregnancy at kawalan ng access uh, sa Pilipinas, ano ang 
health at psychosocial impact nito sa individual na nakaranas ng pagbubuntis ng maaga o wala sa tamang edad at pati na rin sa batang isinilang niya. Uh, kasama na rito yung cost in terms of development opportunities. Pakinggan po lamang ito sa aming podcast channel on Spotify, PLCPD1989, sa aming Facebook page, PLCPD1989, at sa website na plcpd.org.ph. Join the conversation online using the hashtag No More Children Having Children at sundan din kami sa Facebook page at Twitter at Instagram, PLCPD1989. At kagaya nga ng nabanggit na kanina, no, online rally on Friday, Feb 26, kita-kita po tayo. Mag-register lamang sa bit.ly slash registration teen pregnancy bill. And we also have, ang dami kong pinopromote, no? we also have an online petition at change.org slash no more children having children. Please take the time to read and sign the petition. Muli ako si Ao Kilala. Thank you for listening to the SKL Podcast. Sana ay makasama po namin kayo sa mga susunod na episodes. Sa dambanan ng katotohanan, sa ngalan ng katangan, ihahayag pangarap at mithi ng bayan ko may luhat pighati.